Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Fourth Grid, top of the hour here on January 4th, 2022. One final bowl game, by the way, coming up a little bit later today. Would you believe Kansas State and LSU still have not played? Probably a lot of people do not realize that there's another bowl game going on. We've got the national championship one week from today. Let's get to our headlines here on our show on this Tuesday. Pacers and Knicks headline tonight's five-game NBA slate. We'll do a deeper dive coming up on that in just a few minutes. Darren Waller is back potentially for the Raiders in Week 18. He couldn't play for me the last month and a half, and that kind of stunk. But hopefully he is back for the Raiders this week as they have that showdown with the Chargers on Sunday night. Antonio Brown still technically on the Bucks roster, working on the next steps. Of course, if they cut him out right, there's some grievance stuff involved. So we'll be hearing more about Antonio Brown, yay, over the next few weeks. And the uh, New York Rangers take over first place in the Eastern Conference standings as the NHL season is back in full force. I know George is really excited about that. Uh, But George, there's no doubt that at this time of the year, we're still focused in on a lot of football. But here on Fantasy Sports today, as as the fantasy seasons come to an end, more basketball for us coming up. I know you'll love that. Maybe we'll do some hockey. Uh, The the floor will be yours, George. You You and I will come up with some fun things to talk about here on this Tuesday. Well, I hope we're talking about baseball eventually. I truly do. You know, that's uh, I know you and I both love baseball. Uh, I hope they uh, talk would be nice if they could get together and maybe work things out. Would they talk twice in December and not not about the big issues, uh, the smaller issues? That's just great, guys. Uh, listen, we all know this is going right down, right down to it. I don't I don't expect anything major to happen until February. I think it'll be that's when things will start heating up a little bit here. Uh, the NHL is back, sort of. There's still games being canceled. You know, with the NHL with COVID, the NHL is uh, they have a three week break. From February 3rd until the 27th, they were having that break because of uh, the Olympics that they were supposed to go to. Well, now they're not going. So they're trying to you know, put as many games in that break as possible, they're trying to use up that break. But they still want to give each team about a week off. You know, So it seems like you have, want to have your cake and eat it, too. They're canceling a lot of games, well over 100 now. I don't know if they can get mm-hmm. every game in that little uh, that three-week area there. And uh, one of the problems was and you got to love uh, the uh, owners of uh, really just how greedy they are. Every NHL owner was told before the season started to keep those three weeks, keep your stadium open, your arena open. Don't book anything. And what they do? Of course they book stuff, Nick. They want to make money. Oh, it won't happen to us. We'll be fine here. So, of course, they book concerts, Disney on Ice, and other stuff like that here. And so now the NHL has to you know, try and get around this. In my mind, by the way, if your owner did that, you forfeit the game. I don't care. And plus, they're canceling games now in Canada because they can play in Canada but no fans in some of these provinces. So now they're canceling games for this reason. They're once again, rescheduling them for a month, six weeks. And now hoping by then Canada will ease up the restrictions here. So that's what's going on in the NHL every night. What games are being played? What games aren't being played? And like the NBA, who's playing? 
yeah. pushing COVID. You know, you got to check. I'm doing as far as DFS, any kind of uh, gambling. I, I wait as late as possible because I need to find out. All right, is this superstar player going to play in the game? And uh, it's like the, it so reminds me of the NBA. You remember a couple of years back, everyone's complaining about the late scratch. You know, guy seems fine at six p.m. Eastern. The guy's not going to play the seven o'clock game because he's going to be rested for whatever reason. It's something NHL has come down to. I have to make sure these guys are in the line that they're skating in the pregame skate before I'm going to do any kind of uh, monetary assistance on these games. Yeah, no, that's it's definitely a big part of of figuring out the NBA and the NHL. You know, Brett is going to join us in a few minutes, and and George, you'll you know take ten minutes off. Uh, you know, honestly, there are names that we're going to be talking about today that I have never heard of in the NBA that are playing, uh, you know, some guys on 10 day contracts, some guys just signed for the season. That's a big part of what's going on in sports is just trying to figure out who is in and, and who is out. Uh, you know, you and I have not had a chance uh, briefly. I guess we can hit on Antonio Brown here. Uh, Justina Anderson from ESPN says that it's not a matter of of if Antonio Brown will play in the NFL, but there will be some takers for him to play in the NFL. I mean, I can't believe this. I'm really, it's stunning to me that another team would take a shot here. I don't think he's going back to the NFL. Uh, he committed the cardinal sin. The NFL, listen, you can murder somebody, sexual assault, assault in general. You can do that. You'll, you'll get a job. They don't care. You walk out on your team, that's rough. What coach is going to want you? What players want you for doing that? You know, so that's going to be the biggest thing here. If he does get another job, I don't see it being this season. Many because how's he going to learn an offense this quickly? You're already on a playoff team. You want to bring this guy in? I don't see it happening this postseason. Maybe next season some team will take a shot for whatever reason here. But he's also – he's 34. He's not 24. He's 34 years old. Yeah. His best days are behind him. It's just not worth it. I don't know about you, Craig. I tried to think of a uh, a similar circumstance to what we saw on Sunday. I could not come up with one as far as baseball, football, hockey, where I've seen anyone just strip down and walk off. And by the way, I'm going to love how he's going to uh, say that he had an injury and that's why he wouldn't go back in the game. Look pretty good dancing that jig out there as you're going down the tunnel. Look fine to me. Uh, got that you ask a state trooper to take you to the airport. Wow, you, you're, you're something, Antonio. And then you don't even leave, by the way. He was at the Brooklyn Nets game last night. Yeah, I think something like this, not exactly the same, but something like this with Sosa when he was with the Cubs. I don't know if you remember that. It's like the whole reason why they never, uh, you know, never honored it's, him. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think he just like left, like he left the game and, and left everything and then never came back for like the last game of the season. I don't know, something like that. But you're right. Like, like optics to see something like that happen in an NFL game or a baseball game or a hockey game or basketball. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I, nothing seems to be coming to mind for sure. All right, coming up next, it's time for us to dive into the NBA. We'll bring in Brett Levy. He'll teach us who's playing <laughs> right in the league, who you should be playing on FanDuel. Stay on the grid. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Well, if you're up for the difficult task of trying to make money, no offense, FanDuel on DFS, it is picking a lineup in the NBA these days because you simply do not know who is in and who is out. So what do we do? We lean on our producer, Brett Levy, for this, of course, and try to set some lineups uh, for tonight's game. Now, only a handful of games, so it may be a little bit easier. 
But a few of these names, Brett, I got to admit, not really all that familiar with. Guys on 10-day contracts. I'm seeing a guy here that we're going to start off with that was drafted in 2015 that had 35 points the other night and basically had done nothing since. Like, I mean, it is it has gotten to the point where you really have to be deep diving into these games on a nightly basis. But good to see you. That's for sure. <laughs> it's always good to be joining you, Craig. And uh, yeah, I am excited for tonight's NBA. We've got Nick's, Nick's Pacers, Craig, which... Um, you know, isn't the same game it was in, you know, the 90s with Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing out there, but it's still fun. And I'll probably scream boom, baby, on my couch once or twice just for the fun of it. And uh, look, hopefully our first guy, Kiefer Sykes, will be able to deliver a boom, baby or two for me because he's been playing really well. Uh, yeah. Craig, you mentioned he was drafted in 2015. He went overseas for quite a bit. Came back this summer and played in what's called the TBT for Bayheim's Army. Had an amazing summer playing with them. Worked his way onto the Pacers Summer League roster, Craig. And then from the Summer League roster, earned himself this opportunity. So, unbelievable story. And uh, I'm rooting for him tonight. Knicks will have Julius Randle back from the COVID list. Or, I guess he's questionable. They're calling it conditioning. But he's active. So, there's a chance for Julius Randle's back on the court tonight, um, which may throw off my Alex Burks pick a little bit because if Randle's playing, uh, less shot attempts for Alec Burks. Um, Desmond Bain and the Grizzlies played the Brooklyn Nets last night. Uh, George mentioned Antonio Brown was there. Now they traveled to Cleveland, but Desmond Bain's been so good. Uh, I can't keep him out of my lineup. He's been, uh, you know, the secondary scorer in the backcourt behind John Morant. And then the last guy in my starting guards is uh, Cameron Payne for the Phoenix Suns. I think Phoenix can blow out New Orleans tonight. And uh, I think part of the reason uh, I wouldn't play Chris Paul is because if, you know, if it's a blowout, it'll be more minutes for Cameron Payne. So I'm banking on a big win for, for Phoenix tonight. Uh, Monty Williams is supposed to be back. Him and Chris Paul obviously started with the New Orleans franchise, then the Hornets, now the Pelicans. But, uh, you know, could be, could be Chris Paul could go off, Craig. He could look at it and be like, I don't know how many times I'm getting back to this arena in front of these fans. But uh, I, I think, you know, Phoenix is a significantly better team. So I, I think Cameron Payne maybe sees a little increase in uh, minutes tonight. Let's let's go back to this uh, this this guy Kiefer Sykes here for a minute. He's on the Pacers. He's priced at thirty seven hundred tonight. So he had thirty five points two nights ago. Why wouldn't FanDuel uh, raise his price even slightly? Because I mean, coming off one game, I mean, I, I guess you know, I would guess he would be somewhere in the four thousands, just knowing that there's a chance that he's going to play again tonight. Is this basically tell you that they believe that he's a one hit wonder? Yeah, I I mean, I really don't know how they adjust their prices. That's a great question. I saw the price, Craig, and I jumped. So, you know, maybe it is fool's gold. But he was the starting one for the uh, Pacers the other night. Brogdon's been battling some injuries. McConnell's out for the year. Uh, obviously, you know, they're battling some COVID stuff as well with, you know, secondary ball handlers. So, look, he's just getting big minutes. He's a scorer, Craig. He was a scorer overseas a scorer in college, a scorer this summer in both the, the summer league and that TBT tournament. Like, he's going to shoot the basketball. Um, you know, again, 
there is such a talent difference, right, from the very top of the top, the LeBrons of the world, to even the 12th man on the bench. So now you're getting into the 14th, 15th guys. Maybe FanDuel doesn't believe, but uh, I've seen Kiefer Sykes play once or twice, and uh, I, I know he can score the basketball with the best of them, Craig. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see tonight, Brett, if that one hits. Because if it does, that's the most valuable player on your DFS roster tonight at 3,700. All right. Now, in terms of some names of players that I do know, LeBron James, 11,400 tonight. We have R.J. Barrett of the Knicks at 5,900. Jalen Smith, 5,800. O.G. Anaby is 6,400. And then Jared Allen is 7,900. Obviously, having LeBron in a lineup is is a good thing. And, and his price is like dialing it back like five years ago, 11,400 tonight. Yeah, LeBron's been incredible, Craig, uh, over the last seven or eight games here. Uh, Been the best player literally on planet Earth. Um, So it makes sense that he's the highest priced player on the slate, and uh, it's not going to stop me from using him. Um, He's gotten over 70 fantasy points three times in his last seven games. So, uh, you know, that's like scoring for two people there, Craig. Uh, So really good stuff for LeBron. Jared Allen going up against the Memphis Grizzlies on a back-to-back. I like that matchup. Jared Allen's been really good this year. Uh, Memphis, the team that had to fly and travel into Cleveland as well. So uh, I just like that. Ananobi for Toronto. Uh, Toronto is the home team. They have struggled on their home court this year, Craig. But San Antonio just kind of been letting people down all year long. Uh, Doug McDermott on the COVID list, so they lose some shooting there. Uh, Ananobi, you know, probably wishes McDermott was, was guarding him. Maybe he feels like that's a, you know, athleticism advantage for him, but, uh, Ananobi offensively, I'm not too worried. He'll get his shot attempts. Him and Scotty Barnes have really been leading the charge for the Raptors. Jalen Smith, young guy playing for the Phoenix Suns, playing pretty well in his minutes. Uh, I'm not really sure Phoenix is struggling so much with COVID, so much as like regular injury issues, Craig. But uh, Jalen Smith has found his way in the lineup over the last five games. He's making the most of it. He was a lottery pick, a really good college player at Maryland. So a little shout out for Greg Sussman there. And then RJ Barrett uh, would be one of my favorite plays of the night, Craig, if Randall stays out because then the offense runs through him. If Randall ends up playing tonight for the Knicks, uh, I don't know if I love R.J. Barrett as much, and I'd probably take him out of my lineup before, you know, that 7.30 hits uh, where I can't play him anymore. I, I'd probably look for a different option, but, you know, Randall's still questionable at this point, so uh, I just wanted to play R.J. Barrett in case, you know, I do get all, you know, 20 shots from the Knicks. That would be great. Uh, and you'd also have the ball in his hands as a secondary ball handler, so uh, assist opportunities as well. All right, before uh, you go, Brett, is there any is there any path to having LeBron and John Morant in a lineup tonight on FanDuel, or is it just too expensive? Yeah, yeah I mean, you need to find a lot of key for Sykes. Um, I'm not sure everyone's price on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, but I'm sure there's a guy on the bottom of uh, New Orleans bench that might find his way into some minutes tonight. And you, you just have to scrape the bottom of the rotations, Craig, and... Maybe if you're looking for blowout game, like Phoenix, for instance, maybe you don't mm-hmm. spend up on Phoenix guys. You spend down on Phoenix guys because you think at the end of the game, the uh, end of the bench could be in as opposed to the top of the rotation. 
All right. Makes sense, Brett. All right. Well, uh, enjoy tonight. Good luck with your NBA DFS selections. And you and Davis tomorrow can uh, do it all over again. Thanks again. Of course. All right. Brett Levy, of course, with us every day doing the DFS tips and trying to help you make some money on FanDuel. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. We will reel back in George Kurtz to talk more fantasy football with you. We also have some fantasy or reality and the Sports Grid 60. And for those of you who are just watching this show for the first time, we're on noon to two every single day right here on SportsGrid at SportsGrid.com. And myself and Davis Maddock, along with George Kurtz, host with you Monday through Friday. We talk fantasy sports, fantasy football, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball. When there is baseball to talk, we talk about that as well. So uh, helping you with baseball season for sure. As soon as this lockout is over, trust me, we will dive right into it, no doubt. We will be back with more FST and more fantasy football right after the break. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today, we got George back with us in the house until 2 o'clock Eastern, and we're going to play a little fantasy game today. George, I know you're always up for some fun and some games, and so today it's taking a look at the running backs for next year and maybe playing a little fantasy roulette, which means... But in this case, I think that we're actually not spinning a roulette wheel. We're actually picking a running back, which which is a little bit different. So, um, you know, in in a previous show, now that I think about it, George, for baseball, I don't know if you remember this. I used to do this on satellite radio. We used to play the we we could bring it for this show, too. I don't think it's patented. We would play the wheel of fantasy and the game. The way that the game would go would be similar to this. It feels like Brett may have stole my brain here. We would pick a position in fantasy baseball and we would uh, spin a fake wheel and we would get three players each. And at the end, the listeners would vote to see who ended up coming up with the best team. So essentially you would like, let's say, for example, I don't know how I got on the subject, but we're going to keep going. So let's say, for example, it was first base. We played Wheel of Fantasy at first base and it's you versus me. So we'd spin this fake wheel. I would get, let's say, uh, Lyle Overbay, right? And then I would have a choice. Do I want to keep Lyle Overbay or do I want to throw him back and we spin the wheel and get someone else? And essentially, our producer would pick the players. And at the end, we would have our three teams. We would post it on social media, and we would pick the winner. I'm starting to think that that, that idea should come back. This has been like four or five years ago. So anyway, sorry to waste your time. I do remember that, by the way. I do. Uh, I must have been listening. I definitely saw it on social media. So we I, did I do that. Counts, right, so, right yeah. there. so I remember that. Yeah, that was actually that actually was fun. Brett, are you taking notes here? Because if I if I if I don't if you don't take notes on this, we I will not remember to do this during during. Uh, during baseball season. Yeah, it was the wheel. Yeah, I mean, forget them. I mean, I we could do it here. I don't see why we couldn't do it. We need to have baseball back in order to do it. So anyway, this is sort of fantasy roulette, but sort of not. We're just going to go with it. Roulette is spinning a wheel. This is basically our pick. So here we go, George. Running back position, 2022. Got to make the decision now. And certainly subject to change based on things that happen in the NFL. We got Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift. You can only have one for 2022 who's it going to be 
Well, it's not going to be Swift, right? Uh, I don't know what's going to go on with the trip. They're still a, re- a rebuilding team there. I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. I like Swift, but uh, also been banged up both years. So uh, no Swift. So it's McCaffrey or Eckler. Man, if I have this choice, can I can I move McCaffrey down that far? You know, you're talking, I like Eckler a lot, but is he in the top five? I don't know if he's in the top five. So am I moving with CMC out of the top five? Pretty much it means, do I think he's going to get hurt again? But, you know, Eckler gets hurt as well, but generally not to the degree of CMC. Or Swift. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go CMC here. Barely. I'll give him one oh. more. I've never, I, I never have, I never get the number one pick, Craig, so I never get him anyway, but I'll give him one more shot over Eckler. One more, that's it. Yeah, not me. I'll pick Eckler of the three. Yeah, I, I, I um, you know what? Who knows? Five months from now when we're having these conversations again, I may feel differently about McCaffrey, but this season was a complete burn. And I know that as an expert or as somebody that talks about it every day, you're supposed to be able to put these things out of your mind and just go right back to the well, as they say. I'm going to have a hard time taking McCaffrey next year after after having him in a league this year. Eckler seems to be pretty solid, man. Like, I mean, in that offense, they get to the goal line. They're always giving him the ball, catches balls out of the backfield. And, you know, with Swift, I, I just don't know. Like, this guy is hurt just as much as the other two, to be honest with you. And that whole nonsense about this past week, he was going to have, like, all these touches and carries and everything. That didn't happen. So, oh, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, I mean, Detroit could look different. I could change my opinion, but I would go Eckler 1, McCaffrey 2, and Swift 3. And so i just swap those out like you from first, second. All right, now uh, let's go to a another trio. Two injured, well, really three. Well, two, two, two injured and one that appears to be healthy. Cam Akers of the Rams, J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens, Saquon Barkley of the Giants. So... Uh, I, I know we're just going to eliminate Barkley, all the, the two of us here, George. So pick somebody from Akers and Dobbins, and then we can move on. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm going to go Akers because he's healthy now. So I know he's back, right? He could play this week. You know, like, Maybe he could have played last week. I think he'll definitely play in the playoffs here. So he's healthy now, right? So I, I'm going to go uh, with that. Plus, I don't have to worry about Lamar Jackson stealing my rushing touchdowns here, which we know that he's going to do to uh, Dobbins here. So I'll have them in the order that uh, they're listed there. Akers, Dobbins, Barkley. Yeah, I would like to see the scenario. This is too hard to answer. I would like to see the scenarios that the Rams and Ravens have along with these two running backs that we're talking about here. Because if the Rams, for some crazy reason, have Akers, Michelle, and Henderson, which is unlikely, agreed, George. But if they, if they have those three, then I would pivot to Dobbins. Now, I also don't know who the Ravens are going to have on their team at running back. I know it's not going to be this cast of characters that they have now with Murray and Freeman. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening. But, look, the Ravens are crazy enough to draft another running back, man. Like, I really – that's kind of who they are. Like, they just keep adding to that position. They always have a group of guys. So, I will say – I will agree with you. I will say Akers first – Dobbins second and Barkley will be nowhere on my radar. It literally took the Giants 17 weeks to get this guy 20 carries in a game. And the only reason why he did is because they just couldn't throw the ball at all this past week. So unfortunately for Saquon, I I think his first and second round drafted days in fantasy are over. But George, someone will take this guy in the third, fourth round next year. There's no doubt. Somebody will. All right, let's move on to the next quartet of running backs here. We have A.J. Dillon of the Packers, his teammate Aaron Jones. And then, of course, we have Tony Pollard and his teammate, Ezekiel Elliott. So this is sort of interesting here. you got to sort of parse through four players. But 
you know, a couple of them are playing on the same team. So who do you think is the one for you next year? And by the way, this was an easy question to answer three weeks ago, right? You would have said Aaron Jones, no matter what. Now that's changed. Well, the problem here is the first question you got to answer is, where's Aaron Rodgers going to be? I mean, if you tell me Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay, I'm taking, oh, it's still tough, but at least I can narrow it down to Dylan and Jones. But if Rodgers is gone, I don't know what Love's going to bring his first year as a starter there. Uh, I, just, I like Dylan. I like Jones. I think they're both fantastic running backs. Uh, they're sort of thunder and lightning, right? Uh, Quadzilla there with Dylan. Uh, Jones, a much better pass catcher and the damage he can do there. But it's all about Rodgers here. Dallas right now can't run the football. I think Ezekiel Elliott yeah. is the worst player of these four at this point in their careers. I don't, I don't think he has it anymore. I think he's done. You can make a very good argument. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. You watch the Cowboy games. The only reason Zeke plays over Pollard is, once again, blitz pickup. Zeke is fantastic at it. You know, and Pollard's not. He's not bad, but he's not Zeke. And Zeke's also a bigger body, better on the blitz. Uh, Pollard's a better player. He's more of a burst right, right now. Uh, the problem is Dallas, that offensive line's not, not good at run blocking right now. I'm still going one of the Green Bay guys, and I'll go Dylan, mainly because he's the uh, the younger back, the stronger back, the power back there. And if Rodgers is gone, he could be his own blocker there. I'll go Dylan here, but this is a huge reach. I have no doubt it is. Elliot's my last choice here. I'm going to once again have them listed in the order that you have there. Dylan, Jones, Pollard, Elliot. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I would go in this order, but I think I would have Dylan first. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Packers have clearly pivoted a lot of the carries and touches over to Dylan as the season has gone on. I thought Aaron Jones would just simply be the guy all year and Dylan would be getting some carries, some touches, but it's been 50-50 for the last few weeks. And again, think about this question in October. Think about this question in early November. It would be an easy Aaron Jones. And now... It's very murky. So a little bit of a guess and a dart throw here in our little game. And uh, Dylan for me as well. All right. Now let's cap it off with the question that a lot of people are going to have going into 2022, which is essentially who is the first pick in in fantasy football. And uh, there's definitely a case to be made that this is a freak injury for Derrick Henry. And if it is a freak injury, then he should be the number one pick overall next year. Jonathan Taylor is ADP is going to be 1-1. We know that. But this is a choice we have to make. And then, of course, we have Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Kamara will be much better next year, I would. I think. I think that their offense will be more dynamic. It can't be any worse than it was this year. And then, uh, you know, look, Dalvin Cook, as long as you know Dalvin Cook is missing two games over the course of the season at least, then you can live with that. But I don't think Cook or Kamara would be the first pick. It would probably come down to Henry or Taylor unless some scenario happened. George, you mentioned a really good point. Like, what happens if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers is in New Orleans, right? Like, what happens if Russell Wilson's in New Orleans? Like, that, that could change your opinion of Kamara, too. I think you I think you hit everything at 100% on this. Uh, it's Right now, it's not Cook or Kamara. Uh, you said it, Cook, you're going to miss two, three games every year. Well, that knocks him out of this category automatically, then. Too many good running backs for me to take someone who's automatically going to get hurt. I know he's going to get hurt. That's what he does. Kamara, who's the quarterback? Is Mike Thomas coming back? I mean, if Rodgers is going there, okay, we can talk. But if not, you know, if they're going to have uh, Winston again, eh, I don't like Kamara as much as the other guys. It's Henry or Taylor. Now, Henry is 28 years old, you know, so he's getting up there. As far as I, that's kind of ancient for a uh, for a running back. You remember, he turned 28 today. Happy birthday, Derrick Henry. Look at that. Uh, probably going to come back this week, maybe in some form, or maybe they rest him, and he doesn't have to really play for three more weeks. And Rodgers in the same circumstance, by the way, since they both have the uh, likely first-round bye clinched there. I'm going to go Taylor here. Younger back, healthy, t- big-time touchdown guy. But I'm not – if you're going to – Craig, if you're going to tell me, Henry, I'm not arguing with you. I don't want to argue with anybody who says Henry, but he is coming off an injury. 
You know, I do like Henry a bunch. He's fantastic. They have the better passing game, too, theoretically, with Jones and A.J. Brown, so I can't play eight men in the box here. Taylor, for me, because he's younger. Yeah, I think so. I think the first three picks in the draft next year are going to be uh, Taylor one. I guess Henry probably will be two. Who will be three, George? Is it uh, Devontae Adams? I mean, I guess it'll depend on Rodgers again, right? Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll depend on that. I think it will be a, uh, a wide receiver, I do. But once again, who's playing where? Until we, play, uh, we figure out that game here, hard to tell. Yeah, very very hard and uh, and tough to do until free agency hits. Still a few months away from that. Okay, we'll take a quick break here on FST. When we come back next, it's time for a game of fantasy or reality, something we play every single day here on the show. And then, of course, we have the Sports Grid 60. And don't forget, we got Scott Perrell coming up a little bit later, coast to coast, getting you caught up on everything in the world of sports wagering. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Make sure you are following us on social media. And the place to be is on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. It gives you the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread, of course, videos, things that we're talking about, videos from around all of these sports leagues, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Before we get to some fantasy or reality, one quick note. Baker Mayfield, according to Kevin Stefanski this morning, will not play this Sunday. So his season officially ends for the Cleveland Browns. He'll have surgery and expected to have a full recovery and be ready for training camp in 2022. Uh, before we do uh, turn it over to Brett, uh, George, in or out, Baker Mayfield as quarterback of the Browns next year? I think it's out. You know, I, th- I think he's out there. I think a lot of, uh, you know, they got rid of OBJ because things weren't working out there. He just doesn't seem to be that guy. So I think they'll be looking for a quarterback as well through a draft or in free agency. All right, let's get over to Brett. Fantasy reality is here. Well, over the weekend, we had some rough playoff matchups in college football. Uh, Both games were pretty much blowouts, and it had a lot of people saying that we can't even get competitive games between the top four teams, so why should we be expanding to 8 or 12 or 24 or whatever number anyone wants to throw out there? So, George, we'll start with you for this one. The college football playoff expansion should be canceled. Is this a fantasy or reality? Should we be making any drastic changes really to anything of one bad year? As far as sports are concerned, one bad thing happened, so now we're going to change the whole system. If this had gone on for three, four years, all right, I get it. You know, then then it's a pattern. It's happening over and over again. It's not working. But we didn't like the old system either, right? Where just, you never knew who was going to show up in the Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, whatever bowl it might be. Cotton Bowl was the one I missed there. So, uh, no, I'm going to say this is a fantasy. Not off one year where, okay, we didn't have a lot of competitive matchups here. I, I, that happens in all. So we can't have a Super Bowl because, you know, for a lot of years there, it was always blown up. One team always destroyed the other. No. 
Uh, you got to live with it for a while. Things are sort of cyclical. You know, it'll turn around here. I'm going to say this is fantasy. We should not change it. Not yet because of one one bad series of games. Yeah, I would say this is fantasy too. I mean, the, the key here is the expansion of this. Now, there's four teams right now in the playoff, and they're talking about 12. I think that that is too much. If they wanted to go to six or maybe even eight, I could still get on board with it. Yes, it was super annoying last Saturday to watch those two games and think, my gosh, what are we doing here? None of these games are even close. But the opportunity still arises that even if a team does not get to the championship or even win the championship in a playoff format, we could get some really epic college football games to end the season because the bigger issue that we have right now, George, is these college bowl games, man. Like, they, it used to be, for me, so much fun, 42 games, and then just the BCS championship, and that was it. But the bowl games have been so meaningless. All the kids are not even playing in this anymore. Uh, you know, the NILs have changed things. The pros have certainly changed things. Of course, there was a lot of controversy over the weekend with some of the things that were said on ESPN about this, too. I think some of it is fair. Uh, we, we just don't need 42 games anymore. ESPN, I guess, is airing all of them now at this point. I think that's what happened this past year. So they want it from a wagering perspective. It's obviously better for us to have football than not have football. But you got to have the kids from the teams that are playing in this thing. And if they're not going to do it, and I understand them not doing it, by the way, but if they're not going to, do we really need 84 teams playing during bowl season? Uh, I don't think so. Especially, the, I mean, I think you got to be above 500. Like, we've lost that, too, in college football, too. You have a 500 record now. You qualify for a bowl. Get this thing down to, like, 25 bowls. Get this playoff to, like, six or eight teams, and I could live with it. So, no, they shouldn't cancel it because we could still get great games that are like quarterfinal games. I think we could still get some just because the, the actual semifinal games are not good. Shouldn't have this canceled entirely. So reward some of the teams for getting in, but just don't go 12 teams. That's just way too much. All right. Well, Cooper cop is on pace to set the single. Well, I guess he's not on pace. He needs 135 receiving yards to set the uh, receiving yard record in the NFL. TJ Watt looks like he's on pace to break Michael Strahan's single-season sack record. And the, the players have been asked, Cooper Cup said, he thinks that uh, they should differentiate the records for 16- and 17-week seasons. So, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. The NFL should separate records from the 16- and 17-week seasons. Is this a fantasy or reality? living living in the moment right here i think cooper cup is probably right but what's inevitably going to happen is this is no different than when baseball went from 154 to 162 you feel like this initially and then 20 years from now no one will even remember honestly about records that were uh, in a uh, 16 game season so i'm going to say fantasy for right now it feels like the right call just because again you're adding an extra game to the mix and so all these records are definitely going to be broken but the NFL chose to do this. They really don't care about history. Baseball is more of a historical sport where the numbers uh, mean a lot more. Uh, I personally don't care. Just give everybody their new records. Give everybody the new stats. And in 20 years, maybe even 10 years, George, this will be a, an afterthought. No one will care. So all these records are going away. They're all going to be broken. And, and that's going to be the end of the story. And for Cooper Cup, it'll be the, the uh, all-time receiving champ for a single season. 
maybe five years before nobody cares. Uh, no, this is definitely a fantasy. You can't separate the records. This is not the first time the NFL has changed games in a season. We went from 14 to 16 in, what, 76? And now 16 to 17. Uh, no. Uh, once again, you want to blame the records. Don't blame the amount of games. Blame the way the game has changed. It's all geared towards the passing game. All right, that's why Cooper Cup is setting these records, not because of one extra game. It's because the NFL wants quarterbacks to throw the ball up and down the field 48 times a game. They want 70-point ball games. That's what sells. That's what people want to see. So that's what sells commercials and everything else here. So, no, you shouldn't be changing this. And, by the way, wouldn't the argument for what would be, let's say he does set the record this weekend. I don't think Baltimore doesn't want him to set it first then, by the way. But let's say he does. Well, you know, he missed a couple of games with injury anyway. You know, so he's not going to play 17 games. He's going to play 15. So, no, you let the record stand right. the way it is. We're not going back in time and changing things. It was idiotic in baseball with Roger Maris when he had the asterisk next uh, to his name because he – are we going to go back and look at every little thing? Well, Bay played in an area with no African-American players. So maybe we should knock him a couple of levels down. You know, because the competition wasn't as good. Pitches pitched nine innings. You know, so you got to see the guy four times. Should we knock him down for that? Then you can play this game all day long about why – Players from one generation are better or worse than players from another generation. It's just the way the rules, you're playing under what the rules were at the time. Right now we're playing 17 games. You got the record. You get a record this year, you got it. I don't want to see no asterisk. I don't want to hear about he played in 15 games, 17 games, 38 games, whatever it might be. The record is yours. All right. And George, I don't know if this is a hot take, but 61 is actually my favorite Yankees movie. So maybe that is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know All what right, my favorite Yankees movie would be. Our next question, we're going over to Craig's Florida Gators because Jesse Palmer is the new host of The Bachelor. Jesse Palmer, of course, a quarterback coach, former NFL player, Florida Gator great, and former Bachelor contestant. So, George, we'll start with you for this one. Jesse Palmer is a good choice to host The Bachelor. I think I'd go prior to the Yankees. How about that? Uh, I'll let you know how much interest I have in this question. Uh, you want to guess in why not I've ever seen The Bachelor? I think I'm going to say even Craig hasn't seen The Bachelor. How about that? Uh, not something I am watching, not something I care about. I did know he was on it, by the way. I don't know why it's in the back of my head that he was on it. I guess because a former player was on the damn thing. So I did know that. To me, this is, this is an abomination of a TV show, by the way. That uh, Don't all these guys get divorced that they marry these people? You hear about all the three they're divorced? This is, you know, this is crazy in my mind that we have shows like this. Absolutely nuts in this society that we, uh, we do this. Never seen this show. I don't watch reality shows. The only reality show I watch is sports. That's my ultimate reality because I, I still have to believe those aren't scripted. Those are actually, we don't know the outcomes. I think we know the outcomes of more, all these reality shows to a degree anyway. They're pushing certain people to move on here. And, you know, there's people who are good for the show that people like or the audience likes. Everybody's pushing those people, giving them little advantages here. So, no, uh, I don't care if he's a good choice or not. Sure. You want to make it reality? Yeah, Jesse Palmer, former uh, quarterback. Go for it. He's a good choice. I have no freaking clue. Two minutes of yelling, George. You just could have said reality at the very beginning and, and got it back over to me. That would have been acceptable, too. So, uh, okay, so with The Bachelor and, George, there's a show called The Bachelorette also. I don't know if you're aware, but there's a Bachelorette show, too. When these first came out, uh, uh, I believe on ABC, I definitely watched both shows. And, and they were really popular. I remember some of The Bachelors and some of The Bachelorettes. But I, I can't say that I've watched any episode of this at least in five years, probably longer than that. 
Uh, Jesse Palmer's season was very popular, if I'm not mistaken, extremely popular. Uh, I remember, of course, Jesse playing at the University of Florida. He was okay as a quarterback. He wasn't the best, and he certainly wasn't the worst quarterback that they've had. I, I think they used to go with him, if I'm not mistaken, and another quarterback. It was like a two-quarterback system going on at the time. Can't remember the other quarterback's name. Just uh, some real big guy who wasn't uh, very good. Um, but but he's very good on TV, George, doing college football. Jesse Palmer's really good on TV. So I think this is a reality. And I think he's going to do a really nice job on the show. And having a contestant that's, or having a host that's already been a contestant is also fun. I also, like you, George, am not very much into reality TV. It's passed me by. But when it first started, yeah, I watched Big Brother and I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelor Red and I watched some Survivor too. Yes, all of those shows. But yeah, I've, I've faded a little bit uh, from that. And so... My wife still watches a lot of those shows too, like the housewife shows. Like George, your wife does not watch any of this stuff on TV. None of it. My wife used to like American Idol a lot. You know that mm. was uh, you know back in the day where we had to record things. You know, put a cassette in. I always had to make sure American Idol. If I forgot, oh, I was dead. So thank God for DVRs. But, you know, it's automatic now. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, the only one I ever watched, I didn't mind Fear Factor, but even that and. I, but the, you know, the eating, eating the gross stuff. I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't be afraid to eat that. That's just gross. I don't need to see eating bugs or intestine, whatever the hell they were making you eat there. But I did like some of the fear factor stuff that was interesting back in the day. All right. Well, listen, you know, maybe sports grid will have a reality show at some point. It's like the only thing we don't do in 24 hours here. Like, can you imagine like the following George Kurtz around for like a couple hours a day, following Real Brett exciting. Levy around, you know, seeing what he's doing, maybe following me around for like a 30 minutes. It would be like huge TV, George. Definitely into that. <laughs> we know Craig's going to the beach there in sunny Florida, rubbing it into all this. It's uh, Brett and I are freezing up here. Uh, yeah. What's my next uh, reality show? Doing it the next show. Going to the gym. That's pretty much it. Home watching the games. That's what I'll be doing tonight. There, there's your reality yeah. show for you. Yeah. Ratings through the roof at the George Kurtz household. <laughs> we will take a quick break here on Fantasy Sports Today. The Sports Grid 60 is coming up next. 60 seconds of George complaining about something and me giving you my opinion on something as well. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. Also a reminder, tomorrow's show, Davis Maddock and George back here with you, noon to 2 Eastern. A lot of fantasy basketball talk, getting you ready for week 18 of the NFL season. And by the way, two Saturday night games. So a couple of slates to talk about in DFS as well. Fantasy sports today here on sports grid. We'll take a quick break and back with more as we get ready to wrap up this show on the Tuesday afternoon edition. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today, it is Craig Mish and George Kurtz. I wonder what is gnawing at George Kurtz on a daily basis. Do you wonder? Wonder no further. Here's the Sports Grid 60. Well, Craig, my timeline is full, I mean, just full of Cowboy fans uh, going off the, uh, really off the rails about the officiating on Sunday. I get it. 
All right, their officials were bad. You know what? They're bad every week for every team. Their officials are bad. And uh, to keep blaming the uh, that the Cowboys lost, and even by the Cowboy players and McCarthy are pretty much blaming the refs too. It wasn't the players' fault. It was all the refs' fault. Yeah, they missed the fumble at the end of the game. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't an easy call. I didn't realize it was a fumble until they had the replay there. So I doubt very much the officials on the field could have seen it or actually buzzed down from the replay booth to, you know, overturn it right away here. Uh, were they lousy? Sure. Did they miss calls? Absolutely. But let's not forget, Cowboy fans, on that uh, Dak Prescott fumble that ended up being overturned on a pass interference call, that was a very ticky-tacky call there, too, that I would not have called pass interference. It goes both ways. I've had someone on my timeline, Craig, actually post that since the Cowboys came into existence, existence, we're going back 60 years now, that the Cowboys had 5,500 or more yards and penalties called against them than for them. Wow, are we really going after the refs this year? Refs are terrible. Get over it. They're bad every week. Thank you, George. All right. So I will not be here the next couple of days. Normally, this would be something that we would save for fantasy or reality. But um, BlackBerry is cutting off all of their service on all of their phones after today. So if for some reason you still have a BlackBerry phone, you'll want to upgrade to anything else. I will say I'm a little sad. I was a huge BlackBerry fan. Loved it for so long. That keyboard, it was so easy to type. Now, obviously, the phones are a lot better now, but BlackBerry, I bid you farewell. I loved you. It was great. It was fun. It was over. Thanks to LTN, Danny, and Brett. And for George Kurt, I'm Craig Nish. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, BlackBerry. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.